again, everyone. David G here with you for another edition of Boating Industry Insider. We are going to take you to the Miami International Boat Show to speak with Sean Marrero, who is the Chief Strategy Officer of Correct Craft and the President of Watershed Innovation. Now, the Watershed Innovation Division coordinates the work of Ingenity, which is focused on bringing sustainable solutions to the marine industry, as well as Osmosis Telematics and Composite Engineers Merit Precision. Now, it was quite a show for Ingenity to say the least. Boating Magazine named the all-electric Ingenity Super Air Nautique GS22E the winner of their annual Boat of the Year Award. That is the first all-electric boat named Boat of the Year. And the awards and accolades didn't stop there, though. Ingenity Electric also received the Miami International Boat Show Innovation Award in the Cuddy Cabin, Bow Rider, and Deck Boat category. That was for their all-new 100% electric day boat, the Ingenity 23E, which made its debut in Miami. And we're going to pick up the conversation in what Sean Marrero called their tiny, tiny house. It's a kind of a wood paneled little house uh, reminiscent of a, of a small lake cabin that they have set up in their Ingenity booth. So let's pick up yeah, the conversation. David, I appreciate you coming over and yeah. uh, thanks for visiting. This is our, our tiny, tiny home, we call it. It's the one we take to boat shows and uh, it's a, a fun little spot for us to, to do things like this. So. Well, I'd rather be talking to you out on the water somewhere uh, in between wake surfing sets, but we've done that too, haven't we? We have done that, yeah. <laughs> definitely enjoy that as well. Uh, this is a, um, a close second maybe, or maybe a far a distant second, but uh, yeah, I enjoy that as well. Yeah. So uh, in front of us that you obviously can't see are a couple of boats, one that is a very recent award winner, and then one that's brand new that we hadn't even seen before the show. So, so tell us about the award, and uh, yeah, congratulations for the Boat of the Year. Sure. Thank you again. We appreciate, uh, appreciate the congratulations. And yeah, we do have two boats in the booth today. Uh, one of them is the Nautique GS22E. And that boat uh, is started out as a gas boat, so it's a little bit of a more of a retrofit, uh, and basically taking the footprint of the combustion engine and replacing it with an electric drivetrain. Uh, that boat won Boat of the Year for 2021. Uh, but this year at the show, the main thing that we're talking about is the uh, Ingenity 23E, and that is a our first purpose-built electric boat. So uh, it's never been you know in a gas form or whatever, and it's it's all. Uh, designed for electric from the beginning and there's several uh, features and just differences that make uh, make the boat unique and make it really work well with with the electric drivetrain. So let's talk about some of those things. Yeah sure um, I guess if if you start at the beginning the the drivetrain is completely um, subfloor and so whether you're talking about the batteries or the motor or um, anything related to how the boat runs it's completely out of sight uh, on top of the boat and so we wanted to take advantage of that and make the either outboard or the uh, motor box disappear from the back of the boat and create this sort of stair step effect down into the water and so that's one of the unique things uh, about it and one of the things that's really uh, you can take advantage of with electric uh, so the boat has kind of a runway that goes from you know tip to tail basically um, so it's, it's open in that way um, the boat is also uh, it's set up with a couple of different sort of seating sections uh, up in the bow. It's very spacious and it's got a, overall is 11 uh, person capacity, but in the bow it's very spacious and a good place. You know, maybe if the kids were hanging out up there, and and then it's got a, a traditional dual console. So the the back part of the boat 
Uh, it's also very open, and that would be sort of a separate uh, living area, if you will. Um, we've got some unique seats at the back, so they can either be uh, set upright in a sort of more traditional uh, way, or they can turn into a chase lounge just by pushing sort of the, the, the backrest down. So it's a very open boat. We wanted it to be very open. And the electric drivetrain really helps us helps us do that. So. Yeah, you talk about you know differences between that and and uh, the traditional boat. One of the things I I'm a water sports guy. I'm you know growing up with with tow boats and, and inboard water ski boats specifically. And you know we're horsepower guys. We're you know a lot of us are car guys. 350, 400 pound or 400 horsepower. You know hammer down whole shot. Yeah, it's fun. You know. It makes a nice sound. Uh, I like the feeling of acceleration on the water. How? Tell me how. What's missing from that with the electric boat experience, and 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 what's cool in a different way? Yeah, sure. So, uh, with the twenty three in particular, it was d- designed for luxury and comfort and stability, and spending time with family and friends. It's not, you know, the boat is not. It's not the the. The end goal. The end goal is for you to have your lifestyle and to, to spend time doing things that you love. And so this boat's really set up well for that. Um, it has a distinctive look, and it also runs very quiet. You know, it can go up to 30 miles an hour, but it's not really designed for that use case. So uh, in our dual battery setup, you could run for 14 hours at five miles an hour. So it's it's got. Um, in the use case that we designed it for, it's got substantial, uh, substantial range. And so, uh, yeah, it's really you know, one of the things we, we hear on the GS22 is that people who buy electric boats want people to know they have an electric boat. And that's been a little bit of a challenge because the GS22 was originally designed uh, as a gas boat. But in the case of the 23E, it has, you know, very distinctive lines and it's, it's kind of a mixture of, um, I would say, the modern and the classic, it's got some sharp edges, but it also has kind of a nice long sort of sloping curve, uh, you know, down the top of the gunnel. And I think people are really going to know, you know, when you're in this boat that you're in something different. And so uh, we really like that about, about the boat. But battery technology is, is rapidly evolving and improving, isn't it? Battery technology is being invested heavily in by, you know, companies that are much bigger than us. Yeah. Uh, and as you know, we're here. Uh, in the show as well with uh, in the Nautique booth behind uh, the electric Hummer. And so there's a lot of um, investment in smart people working on battery technology and it's, it's improving very rapidly. So um, we, we had a specific form factor that's unique to us for the GS22 because we had a very uh, limited footprint that we had to live in. Uh, with the new boat, uh, we're working with more of a, I would say a more of a standard uh, type of um, configuration and something that's not it's less custom and that's going to help us you know have greater flexibility going forward but the batteries are constantly improving and um, you know we've we don't manufacture the batteries ourselves we definitely want to stay nimble and you know be able to adapt as as the technology evolves and so that's been our approach and uh, but yeah they're they're definitely improving you know, it's amazing in a relatively short period of time how uh, the whole electric segments kind of move from the fringe, you know, the corners of of the show into the mainstream. Well, I was I was waiting just for a minute or two for for you to get free before we started this, and and a guy walked up to me and said, "Are you Jay?" And I said, "No, but you know, I'll meet you anyway." And and he has a company who makes charging stations for boats, and and so. 
there's there's a lot of people connected to electric yeah. boats and the electric industry that I, I is just surprising me more and more all the time, isn't it? Yeah, I think the acceptance and the adoption curve is going to start going up uh, pretty rapidly. You know, the more people accept it for cars, I think that really that really helps set a precedent for us. Uh, we did adopt the CCS charging standard for our boat, so that means people who have electric cars already are, are familiar with um, the infrastructure and, and the process that uh, it takes to charge the boat. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I definitely see more and more. You know, every time I come to these shows, it seems like there's you know one or two more companies that are that are getting involved and you know, we love that. You know, we see this as, um, you know, a way to help us grow the pie and not just uh, worry all, all the time about our piece of the pie. So uh, we know that there are people who love uh, spending time in the water and the water sports uh, customer, you know, is very passionate and very enthusiastic about that. But that's not that's not everybody. And so, you know, you can look at the numbers and, and it's pretty easy to tell that there's a vast amount of more people who like spending time on the water and not in the water. And so that's what uh, the new boat is about. It's about tapping into a larger market. And it's also about, um, you know, accessibility, not just in making the boat simple, but also in starting to get the price to come down to a level where uh, more people can can be involved and be in, and afford it. And so, you know, those are uh, objectives of ours and they will continue to be objectives of ours uh, going forward. So I grew up with boats. I like the smell of, you know, burning oil on startup and, you know, blue hazy smoke and the smell of, you know, gas fumes at the gas dock. And I like the noise. But there's some people that that don't like all those things that didn't grow up with boats that might be attracted to a quieter, uh, uh, non-smelly experience. Do you do you feel like in all seriousness that that this more sanit a very sanitized experience will appeal to perhaps a new type of boater? I absolutely do. Um, you know, sustainability is something that I think is really resonating with with sort of the next generation, and you know, it's it, you can say what you want about you know wh- where where that goes, or, or you know, there's there's people that have different opinions about that, but it's it's not going away. And, you know, I have a 12-year-old daughter at home, and she brings home, you know, things to me about, you know, trying to take care of the planet. And, you know, I, for one, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't mind paying it forward, or not. I don't mind, um, you know, I don't mind putting in some work now to, to make things better for other people in the future. And I think that's that's one of the key uh, parts of, of, um, of what Ingenity is all about. You know, I, I think... People talk about sustainability from a technical standpoint or from, you know, how good the batteries are and all of those things. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about having choices. And when enough people make enough choices with a new set of values, um, that's when sustainability will happen. And, and so I think Ingenuity's role in that is to create a choice, to give you something that, that you would consider that maybe you wouldn't consider before. And even if it's not perfect today... If we can just get started and find those people who are on that early part of the adoption curve, it's going to get better, you know, with the things that we're doing and the things that others are doing. Um, that's that's the only way, the only way forward. And you know, right now it's a it's it's a, you know incredible um, amount of effort and work. I have a great team that's working on all of these all of these things, but ultimately it is we're doing it for our own good because there is an economic uh, interest. 
and that I think will come to fruition over time um, for us and for others. So. You know, when Bill Jurgen, the CEO of CorrectCraft, and and you got together with with you know a, an idea, a, a working budget, a timeline, you know it. X amount of millions over X amount of years before, you know, you're turning a profit or shipping this many units or whatever. Are you, are you pleased? Are you surprised at the speed in which kind of this space has, has really begun to kind of take hold? Uh, yes, I definitely, uh, I've been surprised by a lot of things. And so in my role, you have to sort of value flexibility and, and, you know, twists and turns and things you didn't predict. And, you know, we we thought we would be, you know, we own Pleasurecraft Marine as well. So their um, Pleasurecraft Engine Group is a, is a gas inboard, you know, producer in the industry. And uh, we thought we would be the Pleasurecraft of electric initially. Oh. So we thought the business model would sort of stay the same. And uh, we've had to be pretty nimble to adapt to, you know, how do we reach end customers in a very small market? You know, the normal legacy businesses are not... They don't get super excited about you know the kinds of volumes that, that you start out at, and so we've had to be create be pretty creative about that. But I can already see it speeding up, and so you know some of those um, original sort of business model ideas I think will come back around again, um, and we're starting to talk about some of that now. But but in the beginning, you know, you, we had to, you kind of have to eat what you kill. You 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 have to go and find your own uh, customers and. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. The success or failure of this is now in the hands of customers. And, you know, that's not something that's lost on us. And uh, we don't let much stand in the way of us trying to find customers. So that's... You know, Europe, as many of us know, Europe is, is well, uh, you know, ahead of the U.S. in, in terms of uh, some of these adoptions, uh, rules, regulations. I mean, there are some, some lakes in Europe where, you know, gas-powered motors have been banned. Uh, we know in this country rules and regulations are pretty onerous when it comes to putting in fuel dock, you know, gas pump at a fuel dock. Uh, so some marinas and boat yards are like, you know, it's not even worth it anymore to jump all through those hoops. So do you, do you envision, and maybe by necessity, yes, uh, I mean, is there a day when all of our boats will be electric? I mean, I think in, in, in certain niche cases, it'll probably flip-flop. You know, I think right now electric is kind of a niche case uh, for for certain people, but I think it will flip the other way. There, there'll probably still be some combustion applications, um, but I do see the vast majority of sort of recreational boating uh, at some point will will flip to electric. And you know, we've done a lot of work with on the infrastructure side uh, in various locations. Every boat we sell has to have a charging solution. So, you know, we've learned a lot about what it takes to put CCS uh, on the water in a residential application and a marina application. And, um, you know, I do see a day where you kind of go up and down the, the, you know, the shore of the lake, you kind of stop for lunch, you get an opportunity charge while you're eating. Uh, and then when you come back home, you know, you literally plug it in. Another thing that's key um, on the charging side for us is the telematics. You know, we're very, the boat is full of technology and we knew at the beginning that we were going to have to be more active in the servicing of the boats and, uh, you know, particularly while... The dealers have the same issue as the manufacturers. They're 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 so busy selling gas boats, um, they don't have a lot of time to learn about you know a boat they might sell every once in a while or whatever. So we knew we were going to have to 
to come alongside the dealers and, and ultimately the end customer uh, to make sure that they felt like we weren't selling them something and then they were, were going to abandon them. And so all the boats are connected. Uh, we have a guy every day. I get a report that says all the boats are running great or, hey, here's something that looks, you know, uh, like we might want, want to look into it on this boat. And so we follow up on those and I'll give you one uh, anecdote. We had a we had a boat in Europe, uh, in Austria, and uh, on a Friday night, I uh, had a, a notification that uh, the boat was it was cycling in the char- in the charge cycle. It was kind of turning off and on, basically, which is what it's supposed to do uh, when the temperature hits a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so the software was doing exactly what it was supposed to do to keep everybody safe and keep the system uh, keep the system where it needs to be, but we knew something was wrong. Time is, and so uh, I told our guys to look into it. I actually texted our our dealer there, and you know it was already late in the evening my time, so it was like his morning, yeah, yeah. And, or middle of the night his time. So when I went to sleep, he texted me back, and he said I'll send somebody out to the boat. Uh, it ended up being a clogged strainer because mm-hmm. we rely on uh, lake water to to keep the system cool while we we're charging and underway, and so I thought it was just. A fascinating case study and you know here's a guy who had no idea that maybe his boat wouldn't be ready to use the next day but we find it unacceptable that 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 would happen and you know I have this data in, in Florida telling me that we need to do something the hardest part was you know actually getting you know somebody to go out to the boat you know in another continent basically to uh, solve this person's problem and so but we did it and that's that's what it was all about so one of, it, one of the things Frank Hugelmarger was talking about industry breakfast was improving the boating experience for everyone. And, he, and you know, we all know that that uh, given the, you know, the window of, of, of boating for many of the people in the United States and, and the amount of money that, that we put into our boats, uh, having it sit, you know, in, in a service bay for three or four weeks yeah. is, is just not a good scenario, is it? No, we, we find it unacceptable for the a boat not to work for any reason. And so, you know, with electric, that's more possible. There's almost no moving parts uh, other than the motor and the transmission. Um, there's very, very little, um, there's very, very few moving parts. And uh, the, the ongoing maintenance, the winterization is all super, super simple. There's not, um, there's just not a lot to go wrong. And we want to make that not a lot that goes wrong down to basically zero. And so, you know, that's, that's the goal. Well, there may not be very many moving parts on that boat, but a lot of moving parts and getting the adoption rate up and everything else. Fascinating subject. Sean Marrero, president of Ingenuity Electric. Thanks for being with us. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, David. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, welcome back anytime and uh, love talking about this. So just thanks for your time today and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. And I will look forward to it as well, Sean. And I will look forward to wake surfing again. Hey, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening as well. Sean Marrero, Chief Strategy Officer of CorrectCraft and President of Watershed Innovation, joining us from the Miami International Boat Show. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you next time. So long, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Boating Industry Insider. We'd love your feedback or let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Happy boating!